0: Welcome to the X-Men Files, a podcast where Nessa, and Brian talk about the X-Men comics. He's reading them again as an adult, she's reading them for the first time. So grab your back issues out of their Mylar bags, let's talk about the greatest comic book series ever, the X-Men. Welcome back to the X-Men Files, the podcast that explores the damaging impact of nostalgia on the adult <laughs> mind... I'm Brian. Did that
1: just come to you, or have you been actually thinking about that?
0: Uh, it came to me a couple of minutes ago uh, because we were well, we're, we're having a conversation, a nostalgic laced conversation. We won't get into the details of that conversation, but yes. we are we're not uh, discussing a, a big, significant decision.
1: We aren't. No, we're not.
0: We're, we're, we've generated something. We've generated our own crisis. <laughs> we have- that we then want to resolve.
1: That's exactly right. So it's I mean you know,
0: one easy break. resolution of the crisis it's is just to just pretend it. that we didn't yeah. It didn't
1: generate but
0: it it was you know it, it's <laughs> definitely laced with nostalgia <laughs> yes. and and that's what a lot of this podcast is about is a sort of an examination of of nostalgia, you know, can you go home again? Uh does it mean the same uh now as it did 40 years ago? If it doesn't, maybe who cares? Yeah. <laughs> So with that you had asked something right before we were going to start. This is uh episode number 44,
1: which is a lot of episodes.
0: Right. The 43 prior episodes yep. have gone unnoticed. <laughs> <laughs> and yet here we here we still are.
1: <laughs> we have not made the millions of <laughs> millions of dollars on uh, podcast advertisements that I we was, thought we would.
0: Exactly. I was told that this was a rich source of money and
1: podcasting was the way of the future.
0: I've been misled. <laughs> Uh, these uh, Squarespace, uh, they don't even return my calls. Uh, they directed me to tech support. And I don't even use Squarespace. You know why? <laughs> I don't
1: know what
0: Squarespace is. Uh, it, it's a really crummy product. Don't use it. <laughs> we
1: don't have to advertise it. Yeah.
0: Well, no, yeah. no, no. It, it, we, not this is what us. we're doing. They did this in Harmontown once yeah. where they were just like bad mouth products to say, like, hey, unless you want us to sponsor your product, we're just going <laughs> to tell you that your product sucks. sucks. So they would. <laughs> They would, uh, they would just shit talk Nike. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you want to break your ankles, definitely lace up some Nikes. Yeah. So those shoes are trash. so, Squarespace, Squarespace. we hate you. are trash. Yeah. Unless, unless Squarespace, you send me, you know, a big money check, and then I'll talk about how uh, awesome. web design has never been easier. Uh, now that Squarespace has opened up with Squarespace, the people express of web design frameworks. People Express, you don't remember them? Nostalgia time. (laughs) Uh, They got name checked on The Simpsons, which is probably the only reason why I can remember them. Yeah, exactly. They were like precursor to uh, Southwest. Southwest, Um, There was like a Reagan era FAA deregulation thing, and and one of the consequences was that um, I can't remember how The Simpsons phrase, but like People Express uh, making air air travel available to the unwashed masses.
1: (laughs) We didn't fly much during our first time. In America, yeah, I didn't become aware of... Wait, what do you mean? Like when... Like, when you said, when like you guys... Reagan era, so it must have been oh, yeah, when I was yeah. pretty young, yes. I, right, not, right. I've I mean, been aware of that because yeah. airlines were not really on my radar as a thing that existed when I was very small.
0: Well, how did you... Didn't you arrive in the US? No, I mean,
1: I did, but it's not like we... <laughs> and, like, we didn't take vacation, so we would have no, no, I get, gone yeah, to the yeah, airport yeah, yeah. and yeah, seen yeah. in People's Express plane or whatever else. No, no, until,
0: well, yeah. but, but you...
1: Whatever. Anyway, I, I, don't,
0: I don't. I don't want to nitpick or, or bully you, but you were aware of air travel.
1: No, I was aware of it, but yeah, I, I'm yeah. not. Fami- despite being similar in age yeah. to you and you yeah. know, whatever, I was not aware of that the existence of that airline. Uh,
0: yeah, I had heard of them, but um, I mean, I like. It's I didn't... not
1: nostalgic for me. It's the first yeah, no, but time it, that I'm hearing about
0: that. Uh, okay, well, nostalgia. Whatever. Basically, what I'm saying is, uh, People Express is a uh, kind of an artifact mm-hmm. <laughs> of early '80s uh, era. Um, uh, much like Eastern and TWA. Eastern and, uh, and also TWA. Yeah, okay, yeah. well, there you go. I mean, they're, they're, those are as much nostalgic as people express. Mm-hmm. Get off my back. I'm not picking on you. Also, like, you, you act like I w- was jetting all over the place. <laughs> 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 like I had a pony or something like that. No, I mean... Brian I had a pony. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, no, we didn't fly much. I mean, no, I fly I really loads did. more now oh, than yeah. I ever did yep. as a, like as a kid. Does. And when I did fly, I mean, I can remember... Um, there were there were a couple of post-divorce flights. Mm-hmm. So uh, mom took my brother and me to Europe. Europe, right. Uh, and like, that was the first time that I'd ever been on a plane. Mm-hmm. We drove to New York. Yeah. From Louisville to New York to fly. <laughs> Think about that for a minute. <laughs> okay. And then tra- see if you can square that with <laughs> your idea that I was just flying all over the place. No, no I get that. Uh, we had tickets in the smoking section. Yeah. Cause they were cheaper.
1: Right.
0: <laughs> I'm pretty sure they were cheaper. Although, I'm, I'm sure they were cheaper. I mean, I mean, really, like if you've got an addict that needs a place to ply their habit, you'd think that they would cost more. But mm. I know that we, we were sitting there and somebody from the non smoking section came back. Like I had an empty seat near me somehow. Like mm-hmm. somebody took a really long bathroom breaker. I don't know. So somebody came from the front of the plane, sat down, smoked 18 inches away from my face. <laughs> <laughs> then went back to the front of the plane. Uh, this is also... They I, wanted I, to
1: smoke, but they didn't want to sit with smokers. <laughs> no, they
0: couldn't, because they were in the non-smoking section. That's
1: what I'm saying. They didn't want to buy... Sit, uh,
0: or or whatever. Yeah yeah, yeah, them exactly. yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, the Smoking
1: I, section was full.
0: Of me not smoking, like 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 a, a an eleven year old.
1: Stewardess is like, I'm oh, <laughs> "Sorry, son, you're gonna have to smoke." Exactly <laughs> you're, right. There's a pack up, of
0: Pall Malls.
1: Get to work. Yeah. If you're taking Camel up space lights. in the uh, <laughs> right in the smoking, smoking section. section.
0: <laughs> but um, oh gosh, what was I gonna say? Um, I, I had I had two thoughts. One of which is a couple of things. One that was also the era when I was told, and I still pretty much do this like, like okay you're getting on a plane so make, you know, make sure you've got something nice to wear <laughs> now like i'm just pleased when i can't see the the bare knees of the person sitting next to me on a plane <laughs> people will wear like like cut off denim shorts and flip-flops on a goddamn airplane
1: i always dress like i'm gonna have to evacuate the plane so I, <laughs> because that's how my brain works. It's pretty on brand for so, you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> I always wear real shoes. Like I try not to wear yeah. flip-flops or something like that because uh, I, I don't want to have to evacuate the plane and flip-flops. I mean,
0: it's nice that you're not wearing flip-flops as a, as a sort of a side effect. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, just to to both of our listeners who are listening to this episode, don't wear fucking flip-flops on an airplane. Have some class, man. You're pretend, like it. You need to dress at least as well as you would for the Olive Garden. <laughs> Jesus, and maybe, may maybe <laughs> even, even a little <laughs> nicer than that. All like right. an Olive Garden in a town where there's only one Olive Garden. <laughs> okay, like the Olive Garden where people go, uh, like to celebrate uh, somebody's graduation. Yeah. Okay, dress like that. Nobody's saying to wear a suit, <laughs> Ladies, you can wear trousers. Jesus, it's Thanks. 2021. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a long time now. Um, how many times have we talked about air travel on this uh, on this podcast? Obviously zero. No, no, more than that. More we, than we had zero. a whole thing about Southwest Airlines once.
1: Oh, we did talk about Southwest not that long ago.
0: I know that some of our fans are writing in to. You know, they're real nitpickers. Those <laughs> those uh, the fans like they're writing. Like, um, excuse me. Actually, you mentioned air travel uh, another time. <laughs> All right. All right. Uh, I you you've you're giving me that look that tells me that I should stop ranting. <laughs> Final comment. I
1: didn't know. I had a look.
0: You've got lots of looks, okay. and I and I know them all, like the back of my hand. He
1: has memorized me.
0: Yeah, I well, yeah, well, you you can still surprise me. Yeah. But final comment about smoking because <laughs> I mean, in like the eighties and, and yeah. like just how much we smoked back then. We were the people who this is just like how um, cheap in terms of like money and time that that I was growing up. Um, like we roll up to Denny's. Okay, right. like smoking, non-smoking, or first, avail- first available? First available, right. which means I have logged I don't know how many hundred <laughs> meals at Denny's next section. to somebody smoking. <laughs> or where the first thing that happens is the Denny's waitress, like, empties the ashtrays. Yes. <laughs> All right, so speaking of the 80s, We were. Yes. This comic book was written in the 80s. This
1: comic book was written in the 80s. You ready for my recap? Fire I think we all are. I worked hard on it. I've already
0: burned through everybody's patience. (laughs) We're going to talk about comic books right now.
1: All right. Uncanny X-Men issue 174 is called Romances and was released in October of 1983. Its cover shows a sad Scott and Madeline held in an evil-looking crystal ball by a mysterious stranger. So it looks like we'll have more puppet mastery in this one. We start with our lovers making out in space. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I, I love everything about that sentence. <laughs>
1: okay, yeah. Corsair, thankfully back in his pirate kit, and Mademoiselle Hebziba <laughs> show up and everyone engages in some weird sexually charged banter. <laughs> Ew.
0: What you say, you? You. Yeah. yeah.
1: <clears throat> Corsair whisks Madeline away on the tour, and Scott and Ziba, which is a very hard word for me to say, chat about Hep- whether...
0: Hepzibah.
1: ...whether Scott really loves Madeline, would shed blood for her, etc. <laughs> Continuing the tour, Carol Danvers... And, and, and Scott says,
0: uh, you know that I don't menstruate, right?
1: Yeah. <laughs> it's like a weird... <laughs> and also, like, like nobody does that on purpose. to have to cross for <laughs> yeah. love, but whatever. Okay. Uh, Carol Danvers makes an appearance to tell us that she's now part of the Star Jammers. I guess her pirate costume hasn't arrived yet. The Starjammers (laughs) are leaving soon. Corsair asks Scott if he's still interested in coming with them. Scott isn't sure. Very sad. Yeah. Moving on to our second set of lovers. Lalandra and a sweaty Xavier are getting physical and trying to figure out why his legs refuse to cooperate. Maybe it's not psychosomatic after all. Mm -hmm. They also talk about Scott and Madeline. Is she really Phoenix? Lander tells him that she needs to leave soon because her crazy sister is really (laughs) fucking shit up back home. (laughs) She wants him to come with her. He wants her to stay. Both have a sacred duty, etc. Very, very sad. (laughs) Back to Scott and Madeline. Scott is cataloging and then ignoring all the reasons why it's obvious that Madeline is definitely for sure without any doubt Phoenix. They talk about their respective ghosts. Very sad. Our third set of lovers is Logan and Mariko. Logan has, I guess, come back for one more go at winning her back, but no dice. I'll point out here that the guard addresses Logan with the title Sama. According to the internet, this is the highest form of respectful address, more so than Sand. He wants Wolverine to leave, but definitely, definitely does not want to hear that snicked sound. (laughs) Mariko tells Wolverine he's unworthy. He says, well, how about the sword you gave me to show me how worthy I was? She says, fair. I actually want that sword back. (laughs) Her brother is there, and the new and definitely not improved Mariko is on his side. Yeah. Logan leaves empty-handed. No I, sword yeah. or wife.
0: Yeah, I, I want that sword back, and also, all of those 10,000 Maniacs CDs yeah. <laughs> that we bought together.
1: <clears throat> those are mine, actually. Yeah. I'm like.
0: i I'm a much bigger fan than you are.
1: <laughs> yeah. All right. That was also very sad. Yes. Uh, <clears> next <throat> up, Kitty and Peter. Kitty is reading a Star Wars comic, which the internet tells me is issue 73. Released by Marvel just a few months prior to this one in July 1983. She's bored of her studies and goes to find Peter, who is painting something I did not know he did. Mm. He's frustrated that he cannot convey his thoughts into art, but instead of going for the vodka bottle like any real Russian artist would do... Whoa. He allows... <laughs> okay. I don't know. He allows... <laughs> I've been writing for a long time.
0: No, 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 <laughs> no. I... I, I- <laughs> I, I, I'm i not disputing that. It's like, whoa. <laughs> it's heavy.
1: Yeah. He allows Kitty to take him up to Aurora's attic, ostensibly to practice her phasing. She first makes fun of the completely normal for certain, because he doesn't say for sure, and then launches herself at him for a kiss. They phase up to the attic and have a sweet romantic moment before Aurora shows up ruining the fun. Mm. Aurora has gotten rid of her plants as part of her new life, and I'm sure that's a metaphor for something. <laughs>
0: No, get it, get it, get it.
1: Now we're with Nightcrawler and Rogue who are not lovers yet. Yes. Well yet? I don't know. Maybe what do you that's know? what I don't know anything. That's why, that's why I said yet. Maybe it's heading in that direction. I don't know. What do you know?
0: I'm gonna ask you okay. to tell me what happens <laughs> because that's how we talk about plot points. We don't theorize. <laughs> So so is is there something happened there? I don't know. Maybe. 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 All
1: right. These pages seem to exist to clue new readers into what happened in Japan and who Phoenix is and to review the irrefutable evidence that Madeline is, of course, actually Phoenix. Yeah. Back with Scott and Madeline. They're flying home and we learn that they're engaged. Yay. Scott is checking the cabin and a creepy priest hands him a photo that he allegedly dropped, one of Jean Grey. This weirds him out and instead of talking about his feelings, he goes all cold and weird. Later that night, Madeline comes home from the store, and we see that weird lurking stranger from the cover lurking. I assume this is the same (laughs) creepy lurker from Wolverine's Wedding. They're smoochy-smooching inside, and Scott decides to go for it, asking her in the weirdest way possible whether or not she's Phoenix. She punches him in the face and off the porch, which I guess is deserved, but also rather more aggressive than necessary if she wasn't really Phoenix. He finds his replacement goggles and says he wants to talk. If Madeline isn't Phoenix, she's doing a really reasonable facsimile because she's suddenly all costumed up and on fire and tells him the time to talk is over. Very sad.
0: Awesome uh, last page. Yeah. Really awesome last page. Um, One thing. One of the... um, Man, Madeline's uh, apartment or wherever they are is uh, House, pretty awesome. Movie. Yeah, I had to go yeah. back
1: because like, the inside of it looked like... I was going to write, like, does Madeline live in a high rise in the middle of nowhere in Alaska? Yeah. But...
0: Yeah, it the like um, got, like, deck yeah, run. the skyline of Juno or Anchorage or wherever they are is actually quite nice, but um, yeah, really really nice uh, living room there. Um over the want to get blitzed and fool around. <laughs> I I was expecting you to say something about oh, that. I didn't. But uh yeah, I I I love that. It's just really kind of kind of matter of fact. Uh, hey, want to get blitzed and fool around? <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah, sure, man. <laughs> Sounds like a Great way to spend a Saturday, if you ask me. I read it.
1: Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. I see that. I actually read it yesterday, and then as I read the wrote the recap, I didn't reread every single yeah. frame. I just looked at some of the pictures. So, so
0: speaking of smoking.
1: Yeah. Who's smoking?
0: Uh, page 18, that picture of uh, Jean, pretty sure it doesn't quite track, but I think that's meant to be a pack of cigarettes next to uh, whatever it is that she's drinking.
1: Oh, yeah. I can see that.
0: I don't think that any of the X-Men, other than Wolverine, smoke. Yeah. Uh, so that that is a weird that is a weird thing to have in there.
1: Yeah, I don't know what else it.
0: Yeah, and and prior page page seventeen, we get a couple of uh, blue collar yeah. <laughs> yeah, blue guys. Yeah, like smoking it up on uh, on the airplane.
1: Yeah, it's a good one. Yeah, yeah.
0: What else? What else do we have?
1: So I I wrote down two things. Okay, go for it. In addition to the two other things that are unrelated to this particular issue that we also have to talk about.
0: Wait, how many things are we talking about?
1: We're talking about... I don't know. I how many
0: things to... do you want to talk about?
1: Four things. Four
0: things? Okay. We should probably talk about the first thing. Yeah. And the then the second. F-
1: the two things that are to do with this particular issue is that...
0: Two um, of the four things.
1: Right. I could do this all day.
0: <laughs> I know you can. <laughs> I could too. Yeah. Two of the four things.
1: Two, the, so like, this one seems to be back to like a more traditional format where there's like a lot of words... Okay. And a lot of like thought bubbles telling us right. stuff yeah. that's like d- not in keeping with the past handful of issues. And sure. Certainly, the Logan um, there's stuff. there's oh.
0: almost zero action in this yeah. one. Yeah, yeah,
1: exactly. It's all talking, um, and similarly, it's it's one where I can't like I get to the end and I'm surprised at, at like how much stuff not happens. fighting action, right. but just action action happens right. in 22 right. pages.
0: Yeah, yeah, very, um, very effective, very efficient. Um, it's one of those interstitial uh, issues yeah. which tend to be my favorites. Yeah, it feels uh, like we're it's w- setting something up. Exactly. Yeah. We- we've got four or five different plot threads, and we need to advance all of them uh, so that they don't get stale. Right? <laughs> uh, and this is this is a really fantastic um, example of that. Mm-hmm, and. And it it is also building uh, a a pretty meaningful arc to a resolution. Right. Because, like, like Scott first met Madeline, like, six issues ago, something like that. Yeah, Yeah,
1: I figure, but, like, the I didn't read the next one. I started to, but then I didn't um, because I fell asleep. But um, (laughs) I figure in the next one we have to find out who the Creepy Lurker is. I mean, you know, more like that sort of general large plot has to be revealed because he's been lurking around for a while now
0: there's a lot of lurking yeah <laughs> which has taken place yeah, here he yeah.
1: travels like how did he get from he lurks like a son of a japan b- to the you know he must have taken a different holy yeah <laughs> or we, does he we, travel by magic i don't know <laughs>
0: <laughs> he must have taken a different is this like another amazing race thing
1: <laughs> yeah how did he get? i think it japan is yeah yeah. Yeah.
0: Uh, yeah we've we concluded our fourth season of amazing race on friday i think Yes, our yeah, family's
1: yeah. fourth season of the Amazing Race. Right, right. Uh,
0: uh, yeah, those, those concentrated doses. We need we need a little longer of a sorbet yeah, for Yeah, I think we do for need a little one. bit of a sorbet. But uh, yeah, so it could because everything is in terms of his, yeah. like so wait, are they on the same flight?
1: Yeah. How did he know that they were in yeah, how did he know that they were in yeah, space? Yeah. Actually.
0: Wait, did he know that they were in space? Well, I don't
1: know. How did he know when to show up at her house? Or has he just been there the whole time?
0: That's a fair question. Oh, boy. That's like a really long evil stakeout.
1: Yeah. (laughs) The creepy evil stakeout. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Okay. Cool. Uh, That was your first thing. What's your second thing?
1: Those were my both things.
0: There were two things. In yes.
1: There? The one, what was the wait? What were they, the two things? This one has a lot of words. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And the second one is that I'm surprised at how much stuff they cram into 22 pages. How many little stories? Oh, I thought, and were, I thought there was just one thing. They cram into 22. Okay. Those were two things.
0: Two things. Okay. Cool.
1: But I enjoyed this one. I these are always my favorite. The ones where there's just a lot of like, relationship stuff and not not romantic right. relationship, just interpersonal yeah, sure, relationship. Sure. Yeah. Um, and not uh, you know I like the fighty ones too, but uh, these <laughs> are my favorite ones. Yeah. yeah.
0: Um. Okay, I, I agree. I feel the same way, and this is one of the uh, one of the strengths of, of Claremont's writing. Uh, at this time, he early days of Claremont, he didn't have nearly as much of that soap opera type plotting. Mm-hmm. Um, it, you could you could argue about when that really took took hold. Mm-hmm. I I would say. Um, Oh, gosh, like, you know, around the 120s uh, or thereabouts, uh, when we get the Dark Phoenix saga, yep. where there are just like multiple plot threads happening. Um, th- that's definitely where it, multiple uh, kind of action-oriented plots. Right. Um, it, you could, I'm trying to think when, when we'll have, have the place where the, the, the kind of plot. That <laughs> were expanded from okay, this villain is in a hideout, and we're going to see him too soon. To actually, there's also the 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 not there's also the interpersonal right all these and and interior. And, yeah. like, like right. Araro is another one where um her plot reached crescendo last issue.
1: Right,
0: right. Uh, that had been building for a long time.
1: Mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. Um. And this was well received, not universally right. so. Uh, it, it's pretty impossible to use the term soap opera and have that come across as uh, an unqualified positive.
1: <laughs> yeah, interesting because yeah. I, I've, so I've been reading the expanse books and I've heard yeah. those described that way as really? well. It's like a, okay. a, a space opera.
0: But space opera is a different thing.
1: Is that a different thing?
0: You, yeah, isn't space... it Like
1: a soap opera thing in space.
0: No, yeah, like Star Wars is a space opera.
1: Yeah, but isn't that the same thing?
0: It is not a soap opera in space. Huh. Just like soap opera. Scratch that. Just like you know. Well, I mean, soap opera. You, Meaning, you...
1: like about the, the the story about the characters. Yeah, like the and word so the word opera the technicality of the the ship. word
0: opera and and soap precedes the term soap opera. <laughs> um, it, it, opera is meant to be it, when, when used for for like space opera. Yeah, uh, it's like okay, something on a sort of a grand operatic scale. Oh, okay, fair. Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
1: I take that all back.
0: Um, well, but you had said that the books for the expanse, there's a lot more about the characters themselves
1: right. that's what I thought that that meant. That's why I thought that they were the same because it can be both things. It characters. can be
0: space opera and soap opera
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah and, and you know and you know why why the soap is in there for the term soap opera
1: uh, something about advertising exactly
0: yeah. yeah yeah. they were sponsored by Capelgon and you know, Christ knows what else. Um, <laughs> yeah, so yeah, anyway, um, and also reductively, uh, you know, like the radio shows, which were the antecedents of, of televised uh, soap mm-hmm, operas. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, reductively and uh, chauvinistically, right. the there notion was, was that women. exactly yeah. that yeah. housewives are the yeah, yeah. or the the, the principal yeah. and possibly only audience sure. for that. And they probably were, yeah. At uh, that time, maybe, yeah. but. Um, uh, I can say that in the 90s, n- no. Like, when I was in college, everybody watched fucking Days of Our My Lives. My children, yeah, Days of Our Lives. Uh, yeah, I don't know. But, yeah, like, like, and one of the things that you did— We watched Days of Our
1: Lives in college, yeah.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I mean, it, it was so much, that like, during orientation, when we were, like, touring the campus and everything, like, that was one of the bits of advice. is like, you know, get used to getting completely undressed in front of your roommate, <laughs> <laughs> to, like, start watching Days of Our Lives <laughs> because people are going to talk about it and you'll need to be caught up. <laughs>
1: That's funny.
0: Yeah. And, and I, I can... Oh, my God. I mean, I, I can't remember any of the plots, but we... we and, and I would just kind of drop in and out mm-hmm. on it. Um, I would sp- spend a lot more time in college watching, like, Sally Jesse Raphael and
1: <laughs> Ricky Lake and all that other bullshit. The yeah. only plot I remember from Days of Our Lives was one where... Um, Marlena was her name. She like turned into like some. There was like an evil Satan, Marlena.
0: Oh, oh wait, wait. Marlena had a like an evil Satan like doppelganger. Yeah, or, or like, whatever. or maybe
1: she herself became evil and satanic. I don't all remember. Right,
0: I, yeah, I'm listening. Yeah, that's all I remember. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I would I don't be fascinated. remember How it started or how yeah. it was resolved? Are there any? There, there are still daytime soap operas. Maybe I'm sure that there are. Huh? We haven't gone to a fully. 24-hour or rather any, any daytime hour that's not like primetime of just like highly polarized uh, opinion news, pieces yeah. masquerading <laughs> as news? No, <laughs> okay. I don't.
1: I think that there are still daytime soap operas. Okay,
0: cool, because that's like way better for our country.
1: <laughs> than anything else, yeah.
0: Well, no, not than anything else. Yeah. I mean, Jesus. Um, you, you teach people math or some shit, but um, you, nobody's going to watch. But uh, yeah, soap operas are that nice, uh, nice kind of happy medium there. I, I have nothing to say, and we've got like 20 minutes of uh, time to kill. <laughs> Uh, that, that, that's why I went off on that tangent about soap operas.
1: Did you, how do you remember this, this issue from when you were a kid? Or um, do you specifically?
0: So one of the things that it, I can the recall ostensible
1: purpose of this
0: podcast, yeah, the, the podcast has multiple purposes and also no purpose.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Mostly to allow the two of us to sit together away from our children in, the in a Clugia. closet for an hour yeah, a week. Yeah. and talk yeah, to They're each not other. even
0: in the house. They're, 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 they're out playing yeah, elsewhere. Not, yeah. Um, how do I remember this? um i I remember digging it, yeah, and and this is just it, it's not like, I can't make it sound any more profound than that, yeah. <laughs> like, I really like it,
1: yeah,
0: um, one of the things that struck me is uh, it was a page fourteen where Peter and Kitty are in uh, Aurora's attic, and like they're about to you know they're not clear on what sort of fooling around they're going to do, yeah. but um. I, I, that didn't strike me all that much um, because I figured, well, yeah, okay, that that's what they're gonna do, right. and, and um, maybe just like cataloging it. Uh, the only thing that that was even noteworthy about that is well, they're continuing to advance that, right? Um, and at the time, I would have been absolutely unconcerned with how old Kitty is or the age difference mm-hmm. between the two of them, although as a grown-up. Yeah, man that's not right that's not so
1: like how old are they now in the in the narrative like she's you don't
0: know and you don't want to know I mean I think she's meant to be I, I, I don't recall okay. um, I'm sure that you know again our listeners are our platoons so of listeners it, yep. are going to uh, are gonna write into cerebro at xmenfiles.com right. uh, and tell us. Um, I can say that this relationship does end um because Jim Shooter the editor in chief at one point said you guys this is not right <laughs> <laughs> like he's got to be 19 and she's like 13 14 like this is just this
1: is yeah, yeah this is not right <laughs> <laughs> we need to either right. advance her age or right. and, yeah. and,
0: and and particularly a scene like this where th- th- they're not Gonna, obviously, they're not going to be explicit. Mean, again, it's not like Larry Flint is writing this, but you know they're not going to be explicit. <laughs> that would be something. <laughs> what it? <laughs> yeah. Anyway, f- um, famous Kentuckian uh, Larry Flint. <laughs> um, they're not going to be very y- y- specific about what they are going to get, get up to, but yeah. it's clear that like you know, you know we-, we may be rounding first base right, right, here. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and and Jim Shooter said like we we we, we can't do this yeah, interesting. Yeah, yeah
1: interesting yeah interesting tidbit
0: yeah yeah oh Jim Shooter <laughs> anyway no.
1: I didn't read anything extra about this one because I'm lazy. apart from Sama
0: that was uh, yeah I did research fine yeah. I, I took two years of Japanese in college <laughs> and uh, uh, I didn't know that yeah, yeah.
1: Um uh, I didn't look it up in your in your cool book that you have with all the issues
0: yeah the Jerome Powell. Yeah. Uh, the best there is at what he does um, on sale on your computer, yeah. because Everywhere. that's how or everything nowhere, is bought. Or nowhere, but at yeah. your house.
1: Exactly. Um, and I also didn't look in that Real Gentleman of Leisure, because they tend to have really good comments. <clears throat> they have a little summary, but then they have a comment section, and the okay. people that make comments, like, they just know... a <laughs> fucking worrying about amount, yeah uh, about this. like the details of all yeah. the stuff so that's usually a good thing to look at if I was a better more dedicated podcaster okay. I would have uh, looked that up
0: I've got a little bit of detail
1: yeah
0: um from Jerome Powell okay and it is that uh Madeline's name this is not really a spoiler it's quasi spoiler yeah okay. prior yeah, uh, it, that was kind of retconned to mean that she had a prior existence as Jean Grey.
1: Right. Okay. That I mean,
0: was it's been not... obvious
1: to me for three issues that she has to be Jean Grey because that's how comics are. She's not going to just be some like totally random like oh weird yeah you know, stranger.
0: So, um, but that's not what Claremont intended with
1: mm-hmm,
0: the name. that mm-hmm. uh, actually. Uh, there, there was, like, some singer in a band or something like that that he liked. And he's actually used the name Maddie Pryor before
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, in, um, uh, in an issue of The Avengers. Mm-hmm. So it's just, it's, just c- kind of nothing. Uh, so, so they did retcon that. Um, it's been obvious to you. You know what's crazy is, uh, and I'm going to be spoiling a tiny bit here. Um, when I stopped reading comics... Mm-hmm. I'm going to go ahead and spoil a tiny bit. Um, When I stopped reading comics, she was not the reincarnation of Jean Grey.
1: Hmm. Weird.
0: It is weird.
1: So she's been, like, evilly manipulated by the evil lurker guy to seem like the reincarnation of Jean Grey. We're
0: going to learn more next issue. And maybe I'll I'll note this. We're a little bit through the looking glass here uh, in terms of my rereading the X-Men. Mm-hmm. when i when i subscribed to marvel unlimited i i read a bunch of shit mm-hmm. uh I, I i think i picked up from 138 or something like that and and read read the issues before the podcast and i got through about like 166 167 mm-hmm. something like that. i got up to like the brood saga and i think i finished the brood saga and i kind of put it aside for a while mm-hmm. um this issue like i've not read in over 30 years
1: right how much did you how long did you read when you were a kid like at what age did you stop reading them
0: so uh you know i read when i was like seven or you know started when i was like seven or eight right and that's where you're just kind of uh getting stuff off of the spinner rack and maybe you know somebody will buy it for you (laughs) (laughs) okay um uh, and by by the time that i was like 10 or 11 went to the great escape awesome awesome comic store in louisville you know one of the first well certainly the first comic Retailer in in the city of Louisville, right? Uh, and I would start to go there. Um, I stopped reading comics when I got to middle school, Okay. purely out of uh, social weird social fear. stuff. Yeah, yeah, right. Because I can remember this is this will y- you will you will be heartbroken oh. when I say when I'm about to say no. It didn't I'm happen to me. Didn't happen to me. Yeah. Didn't okay. happen to me. I'm
1: already heartbroken. I know. Okay,
0: cool. So uh, sixth grade, pretty early on, and. I don't know what the point of this was, <laughs> but it's like you stand up in front of the class and talk about yourself. Yeah. And so this one kid said, you know, my name is blah, blah. We'll spare you <laughs> who it is, but, uh, you know, I you know I love this. And I really like Legos. Yeah. That didn't go over well.
1: That never, yeah. Yeah.
0: And I remember thinking at the time, like, like I really like Legos, and, and I, I don't. It's not like everybody cracked up or anything. I don't know. It, it was a yeah. very, very subtle, like, yeah, yeah. Subtle, but, but, but like somehow, I, you know, I could tell, like, like that was not the yeah, right thing yeah, to yeah. say. And I remember thinking, oh shit, I,
1: I really like Legos. No, 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 no
0: it was like, like I, I got to knock it off with the Legos. Aww. And so it was like different school, and what? I don't know if I knew anybody that yeah. carried over from fifth to sixth grade. So, I'm like, all right, the comics, i got to keep that on the download. Oh. Uh, and so I just stopped reading for like three years. Yeah. And I, I don't, I, yeah, I'd have to go back like and. That. What's
1: that? Kids are like that. I feel like, even no, no matter how it's much a bummer. parents sort yeah. of instill that, like it's, you know, be who you are and everything, you know, and, and Ugh, don't be a dick Jesus and whatever. Jesus Christ. But like, there's some, who I
0: am is not appreciated. Yeah.
1: There's some like hardwired social
0: oh, yeah, awareness yeah. thing
1: yeah. that they have that's really yeah. sad sometimes.
0: Uh, I'm thrilled that this is no longer anything that I need to worry about. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, you know, when I got to high school, I'd I finally, because I, I still had all then, the comics, and it was like eighth grade or like somewhere after eighth grade or something like that. I'm like, you know, honestly, this shit's really cool. Yeah, and and middle school
1: is the worst. High school is better for that sort of thing. High
0: school sucked hard. Um,
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> it was pretty I shitty. I
1: think for some people, high school, but, like middle school is it, like the peak of that sort of right. like shameful social awareness. And then...
0: But hang on, yeah. because this is important. Yeah, um, I'm in my bedroom reading comics, and I'm like, you know what? It's just me here. I can do this in secret. Yeah, nobody in high school knew that I read comics. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I wasn't gonna. Re- I had I had hit the point where uh, I could keep that a secret. Yeah, <laughs> where uh, I was mature enough to know, like, hey, you know what? I I I okay, like I you know I read that memo. Don't tell anybody that you like comics because your life will be even harder than it that already is. My life kind of sucks. Yeah. Um but I still want to read them. Cool. Yeah. I'll figure out a way to get them. And it's just me in my bedroom all by myself.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> so, um yeah, I mean it, it, I mean college was way better than yeah. high school.
1: Yeah, college is
0: better. Because at that point, um I don't know how like how many comics I had, and also at that point like in high school, like I would go to the Great Escape and uh, they had all these fantastic independent comics, and like I was reading R. Crumb, and uh, just like doing all all kinds of shit like that, and reading like Zap and uh, yeah. the Fabulous Furry Freak Brothers, <laughs> all these things. Actually, there's a load, that, you know. Man, all these people in middle school—if they just stuck it out, yeah. <laughs> you know. As I, I mentioned, um, and I'll, I'll stop rambling in a minute here. But was one of the awesome things about going to a comic store is you know you go in for. Uh, The superheroes and spandex, Mm -hmm. but you see that also there's other really cool Cool, shit, like uh, metal Ollant and Moebius and uh, uh, like Art Spiegelman, Mm -hmm. all this really, really cool, cool shit that you cannot find anywhere else. Right,
1: at that that time, certainly, yeah.
0: No, no, you still can't find Mm -hmm. this. Because, I mean, like like, turn on the television, you're not going to find anything, anything as wild or as innovative or as unbounded. As you can find with like independent comics, these are these are people that just have a really really niche perspective, Mm -hmm. and they're still doing comics because like they're not getting hired for television. Right. Okay. (laughs) Uh, I mean, some of them are. Yeah. But you know they're not, and so if you want to find like just the really really imaginative stuff that does not need an audience of like seventy five million people to succeed, you need an audience of like ten thousand. Ten thousand people mm-hmm, mm-hmm. globally. You know that's how niche it is. Comics is where you do that. Yeah. Also, like musically a little bit. Like you're going to find some local band. Um, this is more of an '80s thing. You know, yeah. Like they've got zines and all that other shit. Yeah.
1: Um, also, podcasting.
0: Uh, yeah. <laughs> actually, <laughs> no. That that that's actually not surprising there yeah. because I, one of the things that I loved about podcasting is just like how egalitarian it is, right. and there's no threshold that you got. And it's like. Man, there's just some really, really out there shit. Yeah, there this lot. is great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right, I'm, I'm not sure what that rant was all about. I, I, when you stopped reading, like you were exactly, that you, you, yeah, and and then I and then I went you off said on that it. when
1: you stopped reading. Madeline Pryor was not the reincarnated. <laughs> yeah, that's
0: Jane how Gray. we. Yeah, that's how we got started on this. Um, too long didn't read. Uh, I hit a rough patch for three years where I didn't read comics, and I was pretty miserable and depressed. Uh, then I started reading comics by myself and I was still miserable and depressed, but I was at least reading comics. <laughs> uh, and by the time that I graduated high school, I was still miserable and de- I, I remained depressed. <laughs> let's, yeah, let's be clear. It's That's a constant, like a, It's a constant companion. Yeah. It, yeah, yeah, it's a yeah. lifetime struggle. Uh, but, but I was, I was absolutely over it about being as it were a closet, a closeted, closeted yeah. uh, comics reader and 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 I'm not trying to trivialize so there's obviously not a comparison right, right. but 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 there is this, this thing of like like hey I read comics and you know what they're pretty cool yeah. get off my back yeah. uh and in college happy enough fortunate enough to actually get like, you know you know friends that I still am, am pretty right. you know, pretty close with like they read comics yeah. too well they don't but they did and they, they didn't did, find, they, they, yeah, they they didn't find they anything wrong theater, with that right, right. yeah yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. yeah. Um, what time is it? How much time do we
0: have? Uh, that rant of mine chewed up a lot of time. <laughs> Let's find something else to talk about for five minutes. Did
1: we want to talk about One Division?
0: We can. Um, you first, though, because we, we, we've had my voice almost exclusively yeah, for like 10 minutes. You know, this
1: podcast is like 75% your voice. But I love hearing in a, in you. In a good way. Yeah. No, no, no. no
0: <laughs> d- d- talk to me. Well, well, I am so going to have I, you, I'm going to force you okay, to so kick I, it off.
1: I thought that the one we saw, we watched the first three. First Three episodes, episodes of Division
0: On my birthday. Happy birthday to um, me. Brian's I spent my thing. birthday money on comic books, by the way. Yeah,
1: I did. Yeah. <laughs> spent his birthday day watching movies and spent his birthday money on comic books.
0: I've got a pretty good life, really. You do. You <laughs> when do. When you add yeah, it up. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Still depressed, but... Yeah, yeah you know. <laughs> That's why they call it depression. <laughs> right? People who have difficulty being happy, people like me, <laughs> have difficulty being happy. It's true. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, no, so I thought that they were, I thought that those three episodes were super, super cool. And yeah. I don't, I mean, I did watch a lot of TV when I was right. a kid. I watched I Love Lucy. I never watched um, Leave It to Beaver. Um, I watched I Love Lucy. I watched The Brady Bunch.
0: Too Waspy, Leave It to Beaver.
1: It wasn't too Waspy. <laughs> I just wasn't on. When I mean, I, I Love
0: Lucy. There's there were only no. like
1: three channels. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, just. Well,
0: one of them ran Leave It to Beaver like 24 7. I don't know. Not no. where I
1: lived. No, Their, enough, Leave enough. It to Beaver was never really, like, it just wasn't on Weird. at the time okay. that I watched it. Uh, fair, yeah. I would have I didn't have anything against it. Uh, um so I, I thought they were really cool. I thought the acting was really cool. I thought they were really whimsical. Yeah. um, I enjoyed those three episodes loads. I thought that they had like a just the right amount of like whimsy, yeah. balanced against like this sort of under underlying kind of creepy thing, you know a creepy feeling. yeah um, and I'm excited to watch the rest of them. But you did um, not like them as much as I did.
0: Well, and uh, to say that I didn't like them as much as you did um is a little bit unfair to the series. I, I think it's fine. And uh, I think that it is a good thing. I'm mm-hmm. uh, very happy that it exists,
1: <laughs> that
0: <laughs> it is uh, continuing to uh, c- kind of broaden uh, the stories that can be told uh, within sort of the superhero genre. Um, I, I went into that having seen and i didn't read like the reviews right. uh, you know just you like um, i didn't read
1: the reviews either
0: yeah. yeah but but i saw a few headlines of like, like oh my gosh this is groundbreaking and uh th- this will
1: this yes. will blow, this your mind. blow your
0: mind yeah. it, it, but, but it, it, my my take on the reviews were all about how um i'm try- trying to think how to phrase this um highlighting the fact that this is a different story that is being told with superhero characters, mm-hmm. and like, like, oh my god, nobody's ever thought of this before. Thought, well, well, yeah, they have. Right. <laughs> they, they, they have in comics, you yeah. know. Like, like, like they've kind of. I mean, not not the same way that there is uh, just a, a very, very precise uh, sort of genre prestige mm-hmm. uh, as, as happened in the first three episodes. But in terms of you know the kind, I mean, like, like this comic. The one that we're reviewing today.
1: Mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. Somebody gets punched. That's it. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> um, there's very little in the way of of superhero costume. Right. Um, it, it, a lot of it is Except pretty a pirate hard. costume. Yeah. What's that?
1: Pirate costume.
0: But yeah. Okay. Yeah, of <laughs> course. Sir. Um, so 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 I, I was I was. I had a little bit of a chip on my shoulder when I went in to, to watch those first three episodes. Mm-hmm. I watched them, and the stuff that I liked the most uh, were the ones where there's a sort of a chilling uh, yes. element to it. Yeah. That was really cool. Like yes. the first episode when the dude is choking at dinner. Spoilers. Um <laughs> And and, and and the camera work changes. Like, okay, this is groovy. Yeah. Like, I dig it. When the guy is trimming the hedge, like, with the chainsaw or something like that, and he's, like, slicing into the fence. Yeah. Like, that's fucked up. Like, that's Yeah, there were, like, a lot surreal... of... Surreal. The- let yeah. give a
1: lot of spoilers, but, yeah, there were a lot of, like, sort of sur- surreal brief moments.
0: That stuff is really cool. Yeah. Um, so, my other gripe about it, and, and, and we talked about this kind of ad nauseum on Wednesday, is... Okay. You're trying to do two genres at once. Mm -hmm. That's hard. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And the one, the superhero fantasy genre, is being done very well. Um, A a facsimile of a '50s era TV show is like more of a B minus for me. I I know you disagree. (laughs) I mean,
1: I could I see your point. I I actually thought that they were um, funny in the same way that those shows were funny, which is
0: you know I disagree.
1: Not a necessarily modern sort of funniness, but I've also yeah. not seen those shows in a really long time.
0: Right. Well, I, I think what I had said was, you know, would I rather watch that episode of WandaVision or uh, a decent episode of Andy Griffith? I'd rather watch Andy Griffith.
1: Yeah, I do love Andy
0: Griffith. That shit's really funny. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Andy Griffith is really funny. Yeah.
1: Not everything was as funny as Andy Griffith.
0: By the way, uh, by the by, uh, Joss Whedon's father or grandfather wrote for Andy Griffith.
1: Joss Whedon was my other bullet point here of things. Oh, we, we, we don't didn't have enough time to talk about Joss time. Whedon. Yeah.
0: Um, let's do three or four minutes of Joss Whedon. Okay. Okay. One division. Looking forward to the next three episodes yep. because, like, like now that I've I've crossed that threshold, um, it, it has uh, less to less to overcome. Right, like, okay, right. just don't worry about whether it's funny on a, it, it, whether that other genre succeeds because there's enough of the... Of the, the
1: weird stuff, yeah. Yeah,
0: the surreal elements yeah. uh, uh, to keep it compelling.
1: Yeah.
0: So Joss Whedon... Um,
1: and I have, since we've started talking about him in our kitchen... Yeah. I have not read anything or seen any sort of headlines other than yeah. what you've talked about.
0: So um, I'm blanking on the name of the actor. The actor who played uh, Cyborg in Justice League, uh, Ray Fisher, maybe? Yeah. Um, He publicly said, you know, Joss Whedon... I'm paraphrasing here, but Mm -hmm. he said, you know, Joss Whedon was kind of a dick. Yeah. (laughs) And not awesome to work with. Um, This comes in the context of a lot of fans clamoring for the Zack Snyder cut of Justice League. I don't know
1: what that is. That's a separate issue entirely. (laughs) Zack
0: Snyder... (sighs) I'm not a huge fan. Okay. Okay. but, But so... Uh, but, but the context being, uh, hey, you know, Zack Snyder is all right, but uh, this Jess Whedon guy is kind of a dick. Yeah. Hmm. Um, and then sometime after that, Charisma Carpenter, uh public announced, like, right. oh, yeah, he's big time asshole. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. again, I'm paraphrasing. Um, and but
1: Was it just that he was, I mean, so I guess my question is, like, was he just, like, there are a lot of people that work in that field yeah. that are kind of known to be dicks but yeah. it's just a thing that they are or was he like bill cosby level dick like there's a difference he didn't between, rape anybody, yeah, like, there's a difference between, between having like a yeah. a bad personality
0: <laughs> so so the the thing that makes it and, and we don't um i'll stop rehashing kind of all of the uh, yeah. all, all the news elements of that although if you need more context i'm happy to to, to, to give it um for Joss Whedon, it, it is particularly resonant because, for a lot of people, myself included, there were two things about him that really stood out, and my interest in him—and and I'm not alone in this—was really crystallized with uh, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, right. which was a fantastic show mm-hmm. uh, with a um, not just one, like like a lot of, of really great female, yeah, female characters, right. which are uh, in short supply in these in this sure genre. Genre, yep. So we we thought two things. Like, one, great, awesome female characters, awesome. Also, like, Joss, we, you think, like, hey, you know, what? he's one of us, man. Yeah. He's a nerd just like us.
1: Yeah, I mean, he could be a dickish nerd, right? Like, that's, that's not... You, that, that,
0: that's not a thing. <laughs> no, I, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not being glib. I mean, like, part of it is, I, you know, when I say, like, he's a nerd just like us... <sighs> he he understands what, i'm going to i'm going to be pretty blunt here uh, and direct like when we when i say he's one of us like this seems like the sort of guy who understands what it means to be 14 years old right. alone in your bedroom right reading, reading something that, yeah. by yourself because nobody else gets it right they don't get what you're into they don't get what you are um and and, and i think that I actually read a really really great blog post that, that that spelled that out much better than I can but but that was sort of the gist of it like we we thought he was one of us. Mm-hmm. And you know the people who go through that I think they don't generally become assholes mm-hmm. because um I, 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 and I'm not trying to be like all will deliberately naive or anything about that but um you know for me I can't go through that and, and like look I I'm not perfect I'm flawed. <laughs> you know, I've, I've I've been dickish from time to time. But um particularly, getting it wrong, but <laughs> <laughs> the point is, if you are that kind of person and you're creating that kind of genre work and it's really, really good, right. then there is a pretty meaningful entanglement between the product and the person making it. Right. Because, um, like, like, what I think when I watch Buffy is, like... Holy shit! That's what I would do if I had talent. <laughs> no, yeah. But like, legit. Yeah, I mean, yeah, like, like, yeah. like, 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 if I were, that, that's what I would do. Yeah. And so, it, it, it's that kind of identification, um, more so than, like, say, music, right? right? Where, where there's a little bit more distance. I mean, um, somehow, um, I can't rationalize it any better than that. Um, but then to find out, w- or rather, to have the thought in your head. He was just fucking playing us. Yeah, yeah. Um, is something that is hard to to, to resolve. Yeah. And, and and when we talk about separation of uh of art and the artist, like uh, Miles Davis, James Brown, uh, they hit their wives. I'm not cool with that. I'm really not cool with that. Right. That was not part of their music.
1: Right.
0: <laughs> so, I. I I can look past that. Um, I want to be real careful here, but I don't want to be like super glib about no, 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 it. No, no, yeah, you know, like like yeah. they had they had lives that I don't want any of my children. I mean, like, but like I I don't that doesn't intrude on on the you're earth enjoying, that they created. Yeah, yeah, but for um, it does. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. And there are others like that. Like Bill Cosby is another where, um, the, the material that he did is autobiographical. Right. Predicated on uh, him being a decent man,
1: right? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like yeah I get that.
0: Yeah. Richard Pryor. I mean, it, it, like, like Richard Pryor can't possibly have skeletons in his closet,
1: right? Right,
0: <laughs> because you know his stuff is also autobiographical, right. yeah. but you know confessional in a way that uh, you know. And 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 he, you know, Richard Pryor, also not a great husband,
1: <laughs> right? But his, <laughs> you know? but the right, but the point of his, he, he cops to it, <laughs> right? Right.
0: I, I mean. That isn't to say that he warrants forgiveness, yeah, no, but like you know, uh, you know, if Richard Pryor falls short, at least he's honest about it, man.
1: Yeah, thought provoking.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, I've rambled again. You're well, fine. Well, well, how about you? I mean, like, do you have any any difficulty, uh, like, like we, like watching Buffy, knowing that, watching the Avengers or Age of Ultron, knowing that.
1: So I haven't, like I said, I haven't read a lot about it, so I haven't gotten into, like, the deep details. I probably wouldn't just because I think that everyone that works in Hollywood is pretty much kind of an asshole all the time. (laughs) Like, I don't, like, the fact that someone that that has that kind of job is a dick, like, not a dick that has, like, committed criminal things, you know, but just someone, you know, I keep, the thing that keeps running through my brain is, like, um... The line from Fleabag where Brett Geller's character says, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, I'm not a bad man. I just have a bad personality. Like, you know, it's like the fact that someone that is drawn to that sort of of work and gets that kind of attention and whatever is like a gigantic asshole doesn't doesn't really surprise me. And
0: there's maybe something uh, healthily unhealthy about that. (laughs) Um. And and uh, I, again, I'm trying not to, to to sound like you know deliberately like like I'm not stupid, right? You know, <laughs> like, like when Bill Cosby, when I first heard about Bill Cosby, uh, I was like, huh, oh well, that sucks. Right. Um, there's, like
1: there has to be a meaningful difference between assaulting someone, yeah. and just being a big big dick. No, no, <laughs> it, <know>? it, exactly. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. And and and, it, and it's not like um and, and when the stuff came out about Joss Whedon, uh my response was not, oh no, he couldn't possibly have my response was oh.
1: yeah, okay, well. so he's
0: he's also God damn it we yeah. thought he was yeah you know we thought, that we thought he, was, he was different um, from that yeah. an, an exception yeah. um you know who is I hope not an asshole in Hollywood who Camille Lanciani
1: mm.
0: we love Camille Longnjini we, we love him and he's gonna be on uh, Harmontown tonight. Yeah. I'm very excited yeah. about that
1: I mean, is Dan uh, Harmon an asshole in Hollywood?
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, he has been. Right. Um, and he's...
1: Um, I mean, maybe that's the... You know, he doesn't pretend not to be, I guess. Or, you know, he doesn't. The stuff that he, he creates doesn't lead right. you to believe that he's not an asshole.
0: It, it, and he has been, uh, I think, pretty open about acknowledging how he's fallen short. I mean, most specifically, he, he sexually harassed Megan Gantz, who was yeah. a writer on Community. Right. He got fired over that, and then hired back. So
1: complicated
0: yeah <laughs> but um he had a long uh kind of confession slash apology about that on harmontown uh which is worth listening to
1: yeah i think i've read that but not
0: yeah and, and and gantz replied and said you know actually that 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 improved things right yeah yeah <laughs> uh not you know made her whole or anything like that because nobody would have to go through that kind of heinous kind of shit uh he's probably a shitty boyfriend uh aaron mcgathy who was on on Town, like you've listened to some of those episodes and it's it's, it's pretty cringy yeah but with joss Whedon you yeah. feel
1: like he, you sort of feel like you've been duped into um yeah believing that that he's someone that's just like you you know yeah. a nice person and yeah. kind of this nerdy guy and then learning that you know he's not actually someone that's just like you he's, he's an asshole. someone who's just like all the rest of the gigantic yeah. assholes yeah. that work yeah. in Hollywood. You know, the meaningful number, I'm sure. I don't know. Yeah. I haven't done like a careful study of yeah. Hollywood assholery, but you know, right. I have to assume that there's a lot of it.
0: All right. So Camille Nanjiani. Actually, we should say Emily Gordon. I didn't want to uh, yeah. say just Camille Nanjani, but I mean, Emily Gordon is, a, she doesn't act is yeah. probably what, it, but Emily, she does loads of writing and um, and producing and so forth. Um, nice Hollywood power couple they're, they're, they're the Tom Hanks and Rita Wilson of, of, of nerddom okay so so um, uh, Emily Gordon and uh, Camille Jenny, please don't let me down
1: seriously you are coming like, on you you yeah. seem
0: like really nice people you're, you're super talented and please don't let me down yep. and okay. with that with that thanks for right. listening thank you for listening to the X-Men Files